Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today, I wanted to talk about the importance of our call to love and honor. We have to be intentional that we renew our minds in God's word to make sure that the world doesn't get to us, right? Because we live in this world and God says live in the world, but do not live of the world. We have to make sure that we're still operating with kingdom principles, right? Because it could be very easy. Like think about it. When you grow up in a family, you tend to do things that your family does, right? Like you tend to act like how your group of friends act. You tend to talk like how they talk. And so it can be very easy for us to be so consumed by the things of this world that we forget our even our character. We start thinking like how the world thinks or acting like how the world acts. But we have to make sure that we belong to the kingdom of heaven, right? Like when we accept Jesus, we are now his children. We are ambassadors of Christ. And so today I really feel like the Lord wanted me to talk about just our call to love and honor. Jesus says in John 13 that others will know you as my disciples by your love. And so I feel like we need to just talk about love. You know, like how can we love and honor others? Because, you know, this world uses the word love. It's used so oftenly in movies and our lives and whatnot. But really, ultimately, love is God. And so today I want to just emphasize our call to love and our call to honor others. And the verse that I want us to just get into, and it's going to be the key verse for today, it's 1 Peter 2.17. And literally, like, this verse has everything that I feel like the Lord wants us, especially as a body of Christ, to be walking in. Because God calls us to be the light of the world, right? Matthew 5, he says, you are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And so we are meant to be light bearers, to be lights in our workplaces, wherever we go, in the grocery store, um, using our social media platforms. And we're here to be a light. And so like I talked about in my last podcast, that Jesus is the light in us. Right? And so in order for us to be a light, we need to be abiding in him. And so the verse that I wanted us to get into is 1 Peter 2.17. It says, Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. So there are four points that I want us to get into from this verse. Right. So number one, it says, Show proper respect to everyone. And I feel like that's something that many of us have lost you know, of just respecting others. And we see so many times on TV or magazines of people just exposing, you know, the mistakes or the lies or the hidden things about celebrities' lives. And it can really get to us and that we start wanting to just expose things out of people. And not that it's wrong to confront or expose things that other people are doing wrong, but we have to ask ourselves, what is the motive of us exposing this? Is it just to put shame on them to make us feel better, right? Or is it purely out of a, of a motivation of love, right? Exposing the things that they're doing because we love them. And the thing that we have to ask ourselves is if we really care about the other person, if we want to expose what they're doing and we're doing it because we want them to change, we genuinely love them, then we would be confronting them in person, right? It's not like, oh, someone's doing something wrong. I'm just going to blast it out on social media or talk to everyone about it, but not confront the person. 
that shows that you're not exposing out of love, but you're exposing just to have some kind of talk, to gossip, to make yourself feel better, or to make sure that like they, to make them feel bad, right? And that's not what God wants. And God even says in Matthew 18, 15 to 17, if your brother or sister sins, go out and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter can be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if, the, if they refuse to listen to the church, then you can treat them as a pagan or a tax collector. Right? But what I love about this is Jesus saying the first thing you need to do is confront them in person. And I feel like that is what we need, especially in the body of Christ, right? Like we need to be respecting others. Like scripture even says in Romans, be Romans 12, 10, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. We are so in a culture where we just want to start talking bad about things. We want to hear negative things. When we get together, we want to start talking about bad things about other people. But like if scripture says, if Jesus tells us to honor one another, we have to ask ourselves, would we want someone else to be talking about us just as what we're about to talk about them, right? Because like the concept of honoring others is putting them above ourselves. It's not degrading them. It's not putting them in a lower standard. And so I really feel like in this, in this time, God is really wanting us to just posture our hearts to love one another, to respect one another. The second point that I wanted to extract from this verse is love the family of believers, right? Like we are called to love believers, love others who believe in Jesus. And I understand that there are so many denominations now, right? Like there's Pentecostal, non-denominational, Lutheran, like there's just so many denominations within Christianity. And it can be easy for us to like, just point fingers or divide or think less of them than us. But God says, love the family of believers, the family of believers. We are to see them as family, not them as being separate or we can't serve God together. We can't do this together. Like God says to love the family of believers. And I really do believe that as a church, we need to come into unity, right? We shouldn't be looking down on other denominations. You know, when we look at the book of Acts, where the church was starting to build up constantly in Acts 1 and 2, they talk about how the church, they were coming in unity and praying together. And so with everything that is going on, we have to come together as the body, like all of us coming together as the body of Christ to work and pray together, to work together, to defeat the things of the enemy that he's doing. We as a church have to come together to be the light of this world. If we're hating on one another, like it's only showing the world that even we can't love. So what makes us different? Right? Like what makes having Jesus different? And I really feel like God is wanting us to unify together, right? And like, I understand that there may be different belief systems. Like some people may not believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit and so on and so forth. But the most important thing that we have to remember is if they believe in Jesus and they're living rightly for him, like we are called to love them. Like they are our family. They are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And the more we can come together, the more powerful we actually will be, right? Like we get to, like scripture even says, iron sharpens iron. And so when we come together, we can sharpen one another. There may be weaknesses or things that we don't see in our own lives or in our own uh, perspective of studying the Bible or understanding God, but that's where we can come together and sharpen one another. So like instead of just pushing someone away that's different than you or that's challenging something that you're used to, I would encourage you to just be open. Right, be open to one another. And most of all, 
love. Like we're gonna see out of all these four points I'm gonna be talking about, the main theme is to love, right? Like I pray that our hearts would be tender, that God would tenderize our hearts and that we would just love one another. Like God even says in scripture to love our enemies. So how much more should we be loving fellow believers in Christ? The third thing that I wanna cover is to fear God, right? We are called to fear the Lord. And I'm not saying that like we need to continue to posture our hearts like, oh, I'm afraid that God's gonna punish me. And it's that kind of that, that kind of fear. Because in 1 John 4, it clearly says that perfect love casts out fear. Fear has to do with punishment. And so we're not called to fear God as in like, I'm afraid that he may punish me at any moment if I have like a bad thought or I do something bad. But the fear of the Lord means that we understand that God is holy and that we want to present ourselves as holy. I feel like there needs to be a greater level of reverence for God and what we do and how we speak, right? Like the Lord is holy and we are called to be in, to walk in holiness. First Peter 1, 14 to 16, it says, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you have had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. And I love this verse because it's saying, do not conform to your evil desires that you had when you were in ignorance. And it's talking about when you didn't know Christ, right? When you didn't know what was right and what was wrong. You didn't know what sin was. But now that you know, walk in holiness, right? Like Jesus lives inside of you. And so we should be going from glory to glory. And it's okay, there are times where we mess up, we get angry, we fall into sin, but we need to get back up right? Repent, turn our hearts and ask God to change us. Because it's not that we have to, our, our works is what leads us to righteousness, but because we've accepted Christ, because we're abiding in him, we should be walking in righteousness because he's living in us. The fruit of our lives should be righteousness. It should be holy. We should be getting better. We shouldn't be looking at our lives and seeing that we're getting worse, but that our character, that our attitude, that our thoughts and that our minds, that our hearts, they should be walking more and more into purity as we are abiding in him. So I feel like there needs to be a greater level of fear of the Lord. Like if you know God and you know his scripture and you're willfully disobeying him, as in like you're having sex out of marriage and you know it's wrong, like it's time that we have a greater fear of the Lord because I do believe that God is taking us in a season where we are gonna be seeing the mighty hand of God. There's gonna be a greater fear of the Lord within the church and outside the church. And so like, let us walk in reverence to God because he's holy. Right, like it, scripture says, do not quench the Holy Spirit. We quench him by sinning. And the more that we refuse to walk in the light, we start like losing that conviction. We start not even feeling bad about those things. But I wanna encourage you to accept conviction because the fact that you feel conviction, that's the Holy Spirit purifying you, working in you, right? And so accept, accept conviction because the Holy Spirit only convicts us so that we will experience life to the fullest here on earth and when we go to heaven, right? Like we know that sin eventually leads to death, guys, and death, eternal death and hell, but also not even experiencing the complete joy in our lives. Like my old ways back then, you know, I grew up as a Christian, but I still didn't give myself to Jesus. I was still living the way I wanted. I had sex with my boyfriend at the time. I, I was lying. I didn't live in the word of God and all these things. And that didn't make me happy. I still felt dry, if anything, I felt more empty. And so we have to understand that the things that God asks us to do are for our good, especially when it comes to sex outside of marriage. Like, because I've had that experience, it's, there's been instances where like, I had to be renewed in my mind, in my marriage. There are areas in my life where I had to, I saw my previous impure life affecting my marriage. 
and it wasn't in a good way, you know? And many of you maybe are struggling with lust because you've seen pornography. And it's in those moments where we have to realize that that's why God says, do not look at those things. Do not be involved, like guard your heart. Because when we do those things, it affects us. And it's not that Jesus can't overcome those, th those sins in our lives, but now it's another process that we have to go through. And so understand that the things that God asks us to do is for the best of us. And the fourth thing that I wanna talk about is honor the emperor. And I wanna I want give you guys some context. In this scripture where Peter is writing, when he says honor the emperor, Emperor Nero was the one who was running. And Emperor Nero was known for persecuting Christians. You know, he was like one of those like evil emperors that you didn't wanna live during that time. Yet here, God is still saying to honor the emperor. And when you read on in 1 Peter, a couple of verses before that, he says in verses 13, Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as a supreme authority. He says to submit ourselves to authority for the Lord's sake. So why is he saying that? Because when you read in Romans, it says that it is God who establishes all authority. And so for his sake, right, for the sake of honoring the Lord, we are called to submit and to honor authority. Now, this doesn't mean that God is the one that put up, you know, evil, you know, evil emperors or like dictators that have existed in the past, but God can use them for his purposes that we may not even know, right? It's not that God wanted evil to come out, but we have to understand that God places authorities for a purpose. Like even when we read in Old Testament, there were times where God allowed for his people to be in captivity because they chose to disobey God. And God said, hey, you guys, because you disobeyed, you will face, you know, captivity from, Babel from Babylon. And so, you know, we never know what God's agenda is, but we know that God's heart is always to redeem and to restore, right? Even then God said like, hey, there'll be a time where you will be in captivity, but I will save my people. And so like we, we have to understand too that like God loves us and he plans to redeem us like jesus is going to come you know at the end of the age he's going to come and take over and we're going to be able to be with him you know and live in a place where we don't have to face sin or darkness but we have to understand that god is calling us to honor authority this also doesn't mean that we are called to do bad things that they say us to do bad but what it means is we need to submit to the consequences of what they may be asking us to do it honors god when we honor those in authority, when we show respect, and they will be able to see God in us. And so let us not be so blind. And I know, you know, there's been so many people that talk bad about the president, about those in authority. I understand the things that they may do that you don't agree with. But remember, we're called to honor authority. And so I know that this is like a hard teaching and maybe you're in a place where you don't like what you're hearing. Well, it's not like this is my perspective, but this is God's word. And so we need to start renewing our mind because we can be easily like forget what, what God's word is and how we are supposed to live as ambassadors of Christ because of the things that we see in social media, how people act. But we need to make sure that we're acting out of love, that we're acting Christ-like. And ultimately, all these four things that I cover today, it all comes down to love. Like maybe you might be in a place where you're asking, well, why do I have to do these things? Why do I have to respect others? Why do I have to honor you know, the authorities? Or why do I have to love other believers? It's because love is the only way that will unify us and draw others to Christ, right? Like 1 John 4 says, we love because he first loved us. When we understand and experience and even remind ourselves of how much Jesus loves us, 
of how much he gave us a chance no matter how much we screwed up, we can't help but love others, even in the midst of their evil deeds, even in the midst when they're doing something that they don't deserve, right? Like we're called to still love others, to extend grace and mercy. Now, this doesn't mean that you should be staying silent if you see someone currently in experiencing injustice, you know, like whether it's sexual abuse or human trafficking or whatever in those natures. It's not like you're meant to take on those things. Like there needs to be justice that happens. But at the end of the day, we have to also make sure that we are praying for those who are victimizing those people because they don't know, they're in darkness, right? And so like, let us make sure that we're, our heart's posture is constantly in a place of love, right? We're still called to bring justice. We're still called to pray. And God is a just God. He will punish those who are doing evil. But we need to make sure that our that we don't be that we are not overcome by evil, but we overcome evil with good. And there are some times where we have to suffer in evilness. Like what first Peter 3:17 says, For it is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Right? But the key here is if it's God's will for you to suffer. And what he's talking about here is like those right now who are in a place of persecution for even believing in God. Like for us in the United States, like we're lucky that we get to worship God freely, but there are places where you get killed. And in those, in, the, in what this verse is talking about, if you're in such a place, it, it is good for you to suffer in those areas. Or for example, like Daniel, how he took the consequence from submitting an authority. And so it all comes down to discernment, you know, and wisdom and seeking God, God, when is the time that I need to, I need to die to myself? You know, I need to submit. And I wanna encourage you, to just start asking the Lord, what are areas in your life that you need to repent for on the four, th the four things I talked about today? Because we're bound to have one of those things that we need to fix. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect. There are areas too that I need to learn to love others better, to respect others, to honor those in authority. But we need to start asking the Holy Spirit, how can I be more like you? Right? Because we're called to live like Jesus. And that's why it's so important that we invite him and in, that we open our hearts, that we don't come in our time with Jesus with like, closed walls and already our our demands and requests of what we want and what we don't want to do like let us come to jesus with an open heart because as we open ourselves to him we will receive truth and we can then be the light of the world and so i'd like to pray for you all today god i pray lord for those who are listening in god lord that you would just touch their hearts god and show them areas in their lives god that you want them to grow in god i pray lord that you would soften their hearts god and lord if there are areas god where they need to forgive, Lord. I pray, God, that you would just overwhelm them with your love because I feel like there are those who are listening in right now where you need to forgive those who have hurt you. And so, God, I just pray, Lord, that you would open their eyes to see how much you love them, God. Lord, that your love would be so overwhelming and so enough that they could walk in the freedom of joy and peace because I feel like the Lord is saying, you've walked for so long with anger and bitterness. But God wants you now to walk victoriously with the freedom of joy, the freedom to be able to live without anger, anything holding you back. And that freedom only comes in Christ. And so God, I pray, Lord, that you would just fill hearts, God, with your love. Pray, God, that you would show them just even account occurrences, God, of where you touched them, God. Lord, where you sent your people to speak, Lord, to them that they are loved, God. Because those moments that we've experienced are not coincidences, but it's God pursuing you. So God, I just pray, Lord, that you would show them how much they are loved, God. Lord, that they could really walk out, God, completely like you, Jesus. And I pray, Lord, God, just that you would just help us, God, to be able to look inside our hearts, God. If there are any areas in our hearts, God, 
Lord, that don't look like you, that are impure, God, that you would show us, Lord, that we may purify our hearts, God, Lord, that our minds would be renewed in your word, God, and that we can truly live out the light, God, to others, Lord, that we can truly be a voice of truth, God. So I thank you, Lord, for those who are listening, God. I just pray, Lord, that you would continue, Lord, to be with them, God, to remind them, God, of who they are in you. We thank you, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. So I pray that you've been blessed by this podcast. And if you haven't already, be sure to follow Living Revelations on our Instagram or Facebook so that you can get daily encouragement. You don't have to wait each week for the podcast. And don't forget to share this as well. You never know who needs to hear this. And so I'm excited just to see what God is going to be doing in your lives. And, you know, my heart is just to help you to find God real in everyday life and for you to continue to be transformed into his image. And so if you ever have any questions or if you need to reach out, feel free to reach out through social media or you can email us at info at livingrevelations.com. Well, I hope that you guys have been blessed and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.